podcast for this year we just started this this year somewhere around the middle of the year i think huh towards the I beginning remember. You know, i remember we were, this year <laughs> we were gonna do it you know once a week but yeah the, the way <laughs> it's, ambitious. Pretty, it's pretty much gonna shape up to be something that we do when we um feel like we can make a little time when for we it feel like it <laughs> <laughs> how's that com- for consistency <laughs> yeah i know that's kind of what, part of what they say is, oh yeah you want to have a good podcast be consistent da, da, da. well you know we're not podcasters uh we just do this to share information with you guys and to share artists or different luthiers that come through and sometimes there's certain topics that we want to cover just another um, aspect of the things that we are offering you know we've had the videos for years with free lessons and the sound sample reviews and stuff like that and we have articles that um, I've written and Joel's written and different stuff like that and beyond that this is just another one of those things and it's just to you know give this casual style of uh, conversation with you fellow ukulele lovers Super that want to learn learn a little bit more maybe or um you know enjoy the artists we're featuring or whatnot and uh thank you guys for finding us here i i guess i'm gonna start advertising it at some point on the site or put it as a link from the site but i don't know i mean <laughs> for me i'm not really trying to just cross promote everything all the time and well, stuff i mean we just do what we do and well our original idea was to have a lot to incorporate with uh, answering questions, right? So, like, we'll uh, have a lot of topic to discuss here, and then we can refer to maybe a certain podcast number to. Yeah, know, that too. Go. F- uh, There's been a few situations where I'm answering a question. From like, like today, we're, maybe we're going to get to humidity, or we are going to get to hum- yeah. humidity, and then we'll have a number. Yeah, and podcast number. I don't know what number it is. Yeah. After but, uh, you sift through us rambling, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, that's one of the things that we wanted to cover. And it's a timely topic for this time of year. What what do you guys say? Like, it's <laughs> usually around, like, February, early March that we start oh. seeing the culmination of ca- casualties. <laughs> the repercussions. But uh, we've, we've been doing more it's, and more every year to try to educate. It's, it's better <laughs> this year than it was the last couple of years. <laughs> what did you say, Zach? I did. You did, did your best. When I was doing uh, setups, um, helping you guys out during Christmas, I was just like throwing in humidifiers with people that had ordered solid wood ones, lived in cold areas, and didn't upgrade. You know, stuff like that. It's like I Being tried nice to. Guys, you know. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean the it, it definitely uh, goes towards. Uh, a better future for even us yeah so, i mean it's a uh, prevents a future problem right and um ukulele magazine actually asked me to write an article recently about this topic of humidification and so um that's ukulele uh, magazine oh yeah they're in um they're in foodland they're everywhere yeah yeah, yeah man, that's, that's legit they do they yeah. do really really 
uh, professional nice work with their articles and their videos now online. But it's quarterly, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, and it's um, their. Gosh, I don't know if it's their if they have a lot more, but I know they do acoustic guitar magazine too. Oh, they cool. might do other magazines, but um, you know they've been doing that for years, and that's been one of the. That's ones so cool that, that uh, you checking out in the grocery store and I see ukulele. I'm like, whoa! Yeah, I know. For there to be a dedicated magazine, because we don't we don't see too many. Uh, I mean, we do see some local customers, but on 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 the regular, we're we're mostly dealing with um, uh, well, people on the mainland and and international. Yeah, you know. here at the workshop. Yeah, yeah. But if you worked up at the store, at the nice store, you see yeah. some some locals. But I mean, uh, I guess my understanding of uh, it being a, a big attraction i still because because i i don't see it uh, i guess firsthand here other than like local music or something <laughs> it's like almost that, like you know? it took the mainland for it to get big for them <laughs> to do like stuff like magazines because it's been big i mean you know ukulele right, in right, hawaii right. has been like well it's like a given it's like yeah someone has one like people just you play or you don't or it's not like a special thing like you see it and you're like what is that you play ukulele that's crazy it's just it, no one gives it a second thought but i guess so it hasn't yeah I mean, we we didn't come out with a magazine, that's for sure. It took a mainland company. But um, there's probably some local surfing magazines. But, you know, they probably took off from what California companies were doing in here already and stuff. But, yeah, Uke is uh, it's still growing. Um, and we are, I don't know, I was thinking about it earlier today. And, like, I I just... I feel really glad to have you guys, the other guys on the team as well. But um, it's like, for me, this has always been, I mean, I remember when I started it and me and Jen, I don't know, 13, 14 years ago, we're going to the swap meet and uh, initially, you know, with the motivation to supplement because I was working at Colau and we were having a baby. So try to make some extra money on the weekend. But what what really um, kind of, I fed off of was um, the impact towards customers more so than the return um, and I feel like I've been able to carry that you mean through return is money like yeah like making money profits right right it was the satisfaction of uh, seeing people super stoked. yeah exactly I mean you know at the time we were uh, warehousing above above the Koala workshop was the Lanikai warehouse and um, we would uh, have our pick of the litter so I mean Friday night before Saturday, I would go through all the boxes, find ones that weren't too, or, you know, that were, were pretty good and then, um, make them a little bit better here and there. And, and, uh, you know, not the extent that Joel and his team go through setup at this point, but I would definitely, you know, just do little things like lower nut slots, make them easier to play and stuff like that. And, uh, and then take them on Saturday and, Oh, I mean, you get a lot of tourists coming around, but I don't know. It seemed like a mostly local crowd. And I would see a lot of the same guys over and over. I mean, there was guys at the swap meet that bought 10 ukes <laughs> from me at the swap meet. And they would come like every week or every other week and just like find it, you know, something new. And we started carrying a few different models at some point there and then started the store and stuff. But I mean, the point is like it was really those relationships um, being able to offer people a good deal on something I believed in. There wasn't a lot of brands at that time making affordable stuff. Mm. And a lot of people in Hawaii before uh, those came through and started getting better were used to 
paying more for stuff that was sometimes even more funky you know um so it uh, you know i mean it depends at that point a lot of the stuff floating around was like guys building in their garage and that sort of thing too um so those are pretty hit and miss and we were offering something pretty consistent at a lower price developed a lot of just friendships were able to help people i mean and that's what it's been you know and that's um I, I knew early on, I'm just, I feel lucky to have you know found the team that we have, but I, I knew early on it was going to be essential to align myself with people that held my same core principles as far as that goes. And, and, and you guys know how it is. I mean, we've seen uh, mostly the same workers for many years here, but the ones that have come and gone, it, come and gone, it was... Uh, always more of just like a paycheck thing mm-hmm. you know and that doesn't really like um fuel your motivation i don't know <laughs> what do you guys think Cause, i mean you guys are very self-motivated i mean i think of you guys like like the navy seals of this <laughs> you know i i can give an objective but you kind of make the mission you know and and there's a lot of um my muscles are just like guys. Zach's muscles are like the guys in the Navy SEALs. It's like watching Marky Mark every day. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, yeah, I think you said it best too. I mean, the satisfaction of actually making people happy is pretty good. I mean, we started off, I mean, I started off parking cars like for five years or four years or something before this job. And, uh, you, you help the same people every day, but uh, sometimes uh, it's not uh, as fulfilling <laughs> dealing with um, that type of side of, I guess, uh, treatment. You know, I, I was a guy who was just parking cars, and you get talked down to. I mean, whatever, it's a job. You know, you do what you do. But uh, this side of it, I, I feel like with any help that we provide, we are providing knowledge to you know which may be super beneficial like some of the reactions we get from customers like they're like wow dude these guys are super stoked that we're just trying to help them out yeah and that 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 feels good and it's addicting to to feel good like you know help help people out yeah that's the biggest difference like i did it for years working for mike but we didn't have any interaction with the customers unless there'd be like a random person maybe that stopped by but all the orders going out I had no interaction with them at all. So, I mean, it's still like everything that I've done, just the way I was raised and stuff, like take pride in your work and do the best that you can. So that aspect of it stayed the same, but there's an added element of satisfaction or just an appreciation for anything extra you put into it when you get feedback from somebody and they're stoked on it or, you know, just getting emails from people and they're just to say thank you. It's not many industries or any other job I did where after the fact or even sometimes like weeks later someone's just like I'm enjoying this so much I just wanted to say thank you to all you guys make sure you tell everyone in the shop like they're just that appreciative for it that they'll take the time just to say a yeah a message like that's kind of uncom- I mean I'm sure you know there's just it depends on the person too but I've seen it more in this and since you know the sites got bigger and even at you know added on like the lessons and the demos and all the extra information and stuff people appreciate the whole collection of everything we put together not just you know one part of it right and i feel like like all later, of that John. would still um it, it's like 
that's all good and great but what what we really offer is in the work that goes on downstairs you know um and so uh i mean you know i think that's that's a huge part of what we offer and um the setup work you know we recently took off like the less expensive or the least expensive of the ukes just because we couldn't keep up with the orders and um it's not like we're we were just you know having hundreds of orders coming in every day or anything like that it's just the time involved um time to do it and not feel like you're rushing it or leaving something out like that's i mean we don't none of us down there like to feel like you you know like you're i mean we're not we're not gonna like skip one part of it or we're not gonna neglect an area just for the sake of time or to just you know pump out orders so it's like to be able to feel like you're doing a good job and not just it, it doesn't feel great to have a huge queue and like a waiting list and keep people waiting and we have a finite amount of people at least for the time being so yeah it's like yeah being able to do as good as we can that was kind of well it's got you know you gotta choose how busy you really want to be because you can you can choose how busy you really yeah. want to be. You know. I mean, I knew this. <laughs> I knew this from a long time ago. As far as um, that, it would be easier eliminating a lot of the models. And I think, you know, part of it was to me um, what uh, what our our company is 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 giving first. You know, that being the main goal. Because I mean, we never made much money when you factor in time on set up the amount of time <laughs> of recording returns to companies that didn't make it you know through the setup um and the correspondence that goes with that and all of this and that you know i mean these most inexpensive models never made us money um especially considering sometimes people would get a little irritated waiting a longer time for something more expensive and cancel it or something you know so when you factor in those things those were really just part of uh, you know developing relationships with customers partly but also partly of like just hey i understand some people can only under afford a hundred dollar uke let's give them an outlet to where they can get one that plays really well and um you know but the the process of rejecting the other ones, especially, you know, I mean, we've slowly been just dropping certain models, certain brands throughout the entire year, um, working up kind of towards a few months ago when we took a lot of models off. But um, uh, it's just, oh, man, we, we couldn't sustain it and, and do what we do and stay at the level of quality that we want to be at this point. You know, I mean... Uh, I don't know if the economy has some weird turn or whatever and we feel like you know we need to go back to those models to make the you know possible lunch money you can make off of them <laughs> then we will but yeah. it's like yeah at this point we have them up at the store we have them up at the store for i don't know starting at like 40 bucks or something but uh you can see it and you can play it and you can uh you know maybe get a little help up there uh as far as it being set up but for the most part uh we're not gonna be able to like sustain that at this point but you know that's one of the changes that came through this year 
and it's it, it is it is nice to focus on the high quality uh, because that's really what our niche is too because you can't walk into a local music store um, and see high quality use uh, practically anywhere in the world I mean you know a number of years ago you couldn't see any ukes so it also made more sense at that point to offer the complete line but um you know you can you can go get a hundred dollar mitchell in your guitar center or whatever you know i'm they're they're everywhere now and there's tons of brands and you know every music store is getting hit up from china for them to make their own brand and just mm-hmm. another you know version of something being made with their name on it and whatnot same factory just putting different names on stuff and tweaking a few things right so i don't know narrowing the selection to what we really think is is the highest quality and you know we'll be back at nam in another month see if there's something else that we we don't know about right now and we're always on the lookout always getting contacted by different custom builders and being able to feature those high-end luthiers um that we make a very small percentage from, but but just feel proud to show that's another part that I want to focus on more in the future, and I feel that is going to really make us different. But let's get into some of uh, of the the humidity issue because um, most of everything we're selling now is solid wood, so it's it's almost like uh, or selling online. Um, so uh, you know, some people get it already and some people are not fully aware and um we'll just kind of kind of go over it like i was saying i was uh, doing the article for ukulele magazine so i i looked up a few specs to just give you guys an example as far as how relative humidity works and stuff like that but um you generally want your humidity between 40 and 60 percent i mean that's uh that's where it's going to be pretty much in the safe zone and beyond that you need to um, make sure that you use the equipment that's available, humidifiers, dehumidifiers, whatnot, to uh, maintain it in there. From my experience, uh, the higher humidities are, are just much less of an issue. In the past seven plus years, Joel, have you seen much damage from uh, extreme humidity? I, there's been like a few and I think it there was a couple times I remember that Ko'olau that guy was like a, a captain on a ship or something like that yeah one of them was like on a ship another that, one that was Ko- in well the only Ko'olau I knew about that had a leaking humidifier in it oh, oh that's there was right. one that was dripping <laughs> he was like I feel it every other day the seal, the seal <laughs> was broken or something yeah there's some other random one I think it was in um, somewhere in like Asia Pacific or some like super like crazy high humidity like 80 something percent 90 something percent um but yeah like hardly ever like here it's like usually like high 60s to mid 60s sometimes in the 70s right oh yeah sometimes it I mean gets more than that but in like on average like this time places. of year it's like around there and it's mm-hmm. I mean you don't notice I don't know I've never noticed anything that's just been out here that's been really bad I've heard some people say like up in like Manoa Valley when it's really wet and I think maybe it was Greg or somebody mm-hmm. saying that they had some stuff but I think that's something that just come from the mainland and then it went straight to there and yeah. they just in that valley it's just a crazy amount of humidity but and it uh, it is something that we've seen 
Um, you see swelling. You're going to see um, the action getting higher a lot of times. You're going to see, uh, if it's real extreme, the edges of the bridges uh, of the bridge will start to pop up just because there's so much bulging on the top. If you've got figured wood, you'll start seeing like those ripples super exaggerated. Yeah. And um, it's usually, though, just not uh, as much of a problem because what happens when you get too dry um, is much more noticeable, problematic. You get buzzing, you're going to get sharp frets. Um, the woods are shrinking at different rates so a lot of times you'll have a body pull away from the binding and uh you know if it gets there yeah that's that's really what you know what what it gets to and it can get there fairly quickly a couple days yeah i know if you just you know shock it like that yeah so especially if it's it's winter time someone's running a heater in their house like Mm -hmm. a we live in a, on an island, like you said. How, how much percent? I mean, I last time I checked recently, it was in like the high 60s, but it's kind of like it differs between the wind and the weather and stuff. And then we go to like, say, Nebraska right now, like our skin's going to just get, you know, all dried up. <laughs> our lips are going to like crack. My but, eyes know, always oh. hurt. I go to any time of year in California. I'm looking rough in a couple of days. Right. So that's like these instruments kind of are in that same position coming from here going to a place like that which if you're not humidified properly <laughs> they're just going to dry up and <laughs> those problems yeah. will come come right up so i think it's kind of like could be categorized as far as the low low humidity customers that we deal with into into two <laughs> categories um one being the ones that obviously know they are, are in a low humidity area so if they're in certain parts of Arizona, if they're in certain parts of Nevada, you know, there's uh, parts through Colorado, you know, there's different parts where you can look on your local weather report and know that it's like 10% humidity. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's another category of customers who really don't understand how humidity affects the, the, how relative humidity works, basically. So just to break it down, um, air contains a certain amount of water vapor, but that amount that it can carry depends on the temperature. So at 32 degrees Fahrenheit, for example, five grams of water per cubic foot of air is 100% relative humidity. But that five grams of water per cubic foot at 77 degrees is only 23% relative humidity. So same air, same amount of water in the air, but you took it from outside where it was freezing cold and you brought it into your house, heated your house to 77, maybe, you know, even less. And it's going to be, um, really low that that example i just gave was at 100 percent relative humidity outside so if you if it's 50 percent relative humidity which is much more likely than if you if you did that what i just told you you know bringing in 30 degree air up to 70 or 70 something you'd be looking at about 10 percent relative humidity and that's not uncommon 
in homes that are heated during the winter. Um, so that is, I would say, probably at least 75% of the issues that culminate towards the middle to end of winter time. And yeah, I don't know, Joel, what can they, what are some things that they can do about that? Use the humidifier. <laughs> I have a yeah. hygrometer. That yeah. Too. I mean, have a way to measure it because you can take, like you can Google it or watch the weather or something, or even people have the, you now you got like the thermostat outside and usually there's sometimes there's like a humidity gauge on it too. But again, you're taking the outside reading. I think there's been a few times the, the, from what I got from the customer, when they've had a humidity issue, it's kind of the feeling like as long as it's inside, it's somehow protected, just like outdoors, bad, indoor, good type thing. But not thinking that it's actually usually worse if you're using like a heating or cooling system in your house. So even if you're keeping it in a room, like some people, they have all their instruments in a room and there's some instruments that might've been more acclimated to that climate. So they do a little bit better when the humidity dips some. But having this come, it's been here, it's acclimated to this environment, or even in the when it's regulated in the factories and stuff, you need to have a way to measure it where you're keeping it. So if you're the best thing to do is keep it in a case with a hygrometer and a humidifier, so you can make sure it maintains a consistent relative humidity inside that case, and it's way more easy to control it inside a small environment rather than you know your whole house or a room. But yeah, so as far as what is available right now, I mean, there's a number of things on the market. The ones that we've found success with and, and that we use regularly, uh, the hygrometer from Oasis is nice. It's nice and small and fits inside the case. There's a process that uh, I think we go over at our website, but they do too on theirs as far as how to get the best reading in there. Um, but there's also that cool new product from Planet Waves. Oh, the Bluetooth one? Yeah. So Humidity Track mm-hmm. allows you to, from your phone and from an app, look at the humidity from the humidity gauge that's, <laughs> that's in your nuts. case, which is cool because you don't even have to open it, which can even have an effect, you know. So you're just checking it without having to pull anything out. And, you know, it's like uh, an easier way to have peace of mind or to see that you need to do something for the customers that I've talked to that, that deal in extreme conditions as in, um, really cold weather where like, you know, there's a lot of heating in the house and they don't have a house humidifier, room humidifier, or in, uh, you know, the driest parts of, of the earth that obviously, uh, need it is with multiple ones. Um, uh, have a few customers I know that like to keep one Oasis OH5 up at the headstock area and one in the sound hole. Um, another time somebody was telling me they stick two in the sound hole during those months where it gets more extreme. And then there's um, uh, also the method of, and this is a pretty nice cheap way for, you know, you guys, uh, not to have to buy much of anything maybe you have this already is you get one of those travel soap dishes that kind of click together and you put a little sponge in it damp not so wet that it's going to be like dripping all over and like um you check it you know you check it what 
couple times a week if you need just to see what's going on it might might just need that sponge to get more moist uh you know once a week or or maybe twice a week or something and it's a pretty effective way to um i mean yeah with that don't keep it in the pocket in the case keep it up towards the headstock or somewhere where it's going to be able to admit somewhat and um don't move your case around like don't carry it around and it starts flopping around in there well Unless. sure and and you don't even want that sponge so wet that it's going to be like dripping because you know it leaks uh, molds up your case mm-hmm. you complain to us no <laughs> <laughs> this is um i think the, the something that you have to yeah keep it level don't even like pick up your case without taking that out of it yeah, if you're gonna do that being like just like think about it be conscious of it and even like when you first get it and you don't know how quickly like with the oasis and stuff it's pretty easy that's like one of the biggest advantages i like of it is that you can see how much water is left in it and you can it's i feel like it's visually it's easier to grasp how quickly it's you're you're running out of the moisture because if we fill them up here like i have some in the drawer and i've had water in it and i didn't use it for whatever i had filled it up for and I can see like it gets to a certain point and then it they kind of just hang around there for a while but it it's going from full to just you know barely oh, yeah. deflating it's, a little it's bit it's like shrink wrapped after yeah. a while but then you see them like sometimes we've sent them out and for whatever reason like the package has come back like it never made it to the customer or something and you see how quickly just it in goes transit. in just yeah in several days so like when you when you get it filling it up and then not just forgetting about it at that point like sometimes you put in the compartment some people might not open that compartment for weeks but you're not seeing how quickly it's running out so how often you have to refill it so keeping that in mind and then keeping in mind seasonally you're going to have to refill it more often if you use the oh5 compared to the oh18 it's releasing them like four times more humidity right something like that but it 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 will release more as it's needed too yeah and that's what's required for you to check but um as you get it down, I mean, you know, Jerry Turney, that makes our leather straps in, in uh, mm-hmm. Arizona there. He, he told me it's it's about 10% humidity there. Like, that's the average, you know. Um, but a part of his regimen is, he said, religiously, every Friday after work, he busts out all of his ukes and, you know, goes through a dozen of them and refills every single one, you know. It's part of his routine. Uh. It's because he cares about his instruments. Wow. It's like, yeah, it's some maintenance. So, you know, move to Hawaii if you don't want to do that. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a super small thing considering the investment, like what some of these instruments cost. Sure. And like the longevity you could get out of it by taking care of it. It's like a car. Like if you don't go get an oil change for 20,000 miles, you might not have a problem immediately but yeah, yeah. that thing maybe it could have lasted till it got to two hundred thousand miles if you were mm-hmm. changing the oil every few thousand right for the folks that actually get affected by low humidity is there anything else do you, can you think of that um, they've run into this problem like they you know uh, if you don't have an instrument maybe it's the first time you've even heard of a humidifier is, is there other wood objects out there that yeah take? yeah all all wood objects are going to be affected by this and even like doorways and things yeah. that, i mean it's and, and and here's the thing is our health is actually affected i mean i think the statistic was like 45 percent uh i forget you're you're much more uh likely to get airborne infection 
um, and viruses with very low humidity. And also like the things you guys were talking about, like your skin, um, your sinuses, it affects like even your health. So, I mean, definitely look into room humidifiers, if not even house humidifiers, if this is, you know, something you deal with like for half of the year or for the whole year, it might be worth the investment even beyond, you know, ukuleles and all this. I mean it's it's a, a healthier way to live without such a dry air environment i mean i'm sure people acclimate too and um you know but i know uh that having an, an actual house or room humidifier has benefits even beyond instruments but yeah wood furnitures flooring people see, mm-hmm. see flooring shrink up and the seams the seams increase during the winter time for people got like wood burning stoves or furnaces heating yeah. their house but don't just think because you're not experiencing those problems uh an ukulele isn't and even if you have guitars understand the panels on an ukulele are thinner than a guitar in order for an ukulele to be a good instrument to be a vibrant instrument it can't be built as thick as a guitar so those pieces of wood are that much more susceptible being that much thinner to getting affected by these um so yeah i mean you know it's, it's it's just part of it just uh I mean, don't don't let it turn you off to good solid wood instruments, certainly. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it, not a scary thing. I think some people do get freaked out by it, and they backed off of getting a model that they really want. Yeah, yeah, a laminate know, model, yeah. it could, like it's it's scary. It's not like I mean, it's like anything. Take a little bit of time, like learn about it, kind of figure out how it the humidity is in your area, and then and then it's just like like with Jerry's every Friday filling them up like you you kind of see the pattern and all it is is putting water in a device and and then you know monitoring it it's not yeah. that big of a thing and it's it's good for your instrument protects your investment makes keeps everything in working order yeah and even if it's not going to crack just I mean one of the first things you're going to feel is the fret ends getting sharp which makes it less comfortable there's going to be some sinkage which can uh often cause buzzing along with uh the neck back bowing with real dry weather which will cause back bowing um messes up our setup i it does because we does. a lot of times like you know we're, we're trying to like uh really hook you up by having it right there you know there's yeah. Pushing the pushing the threshold. Pushing the th- yeah, we're not walking the line too close. No. You know, um, we. I mean, we do a lot too. Like if it's going somewhere drier, we we leave a little bit of room because we know, like even by the time it gets there, like the yeah. neck could pull back a little bit. Like giving it a little more wiggle room, or even like going into winter time, we got to yeah. think about that too. Because getting it like it's playing perfect in Hawaii. There's not many places that we're shipping it where it's the same environment it is here yeah. so even a small yeah. difference when you're talking about fractions of millimeters and like string height and um how much room you have the strings coming off the nut and everything so you're not getting buzzing and that neck angle pulls back something or you know the fret ends being cleaned up and everything if they the fretboard starts shrinking and then you're still stuck with sharp frets even though it wasn't sharp to begin with yeah yeah, I mean, uh, we've seen plenty of uh, really <laughs> super dry instruments come back, but 
you know, we, we didn't like make a collage for you guys or anything like that. It would be, I haven't really documented it. It's too sad. Like a massacre. (laughs) But it's a, it's obvious that there is a trend right around these months, December, January, February, you know, up to February. Ooh, my uke has a crack in it. Oh, hmm, where do you live? Wisconsin, Minnesota, or like, you know, those kind of places. And we get bummed out because it's like, we know it's most likely because of humidity issues, you know? And yeah, in corresponding. And when we get it back, we definitely know it's because of low humidity. Right. I mean, there's those this signs is are not obvious. a guess of yeah. ours. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the telltale things is like, you see like this concave back on one that had a slight arch to it. Um, uh, so, and yeah. what, what was the, uh, MGM? He had the cure for, uh, maybe it was, just realized it was over you dried it out the shower the emergency the shower. treatment yes what, what was it oh take it in the shower yeah, it? yeah 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 don't yeah. take it in the shower well right you take it in the bathroom <laughs> shut like, the explain, door explain that yeah what, what was it you just go in the bathroom shut the door turn the hot water on let it get a little steamy in there then just take it in there for what, like 15 minutes yeah just no no my yeah 10 minutes my dad's been do you have to play a song sharing that trick for the last 20 years yeah, yeah. i mean it's yeah. you're you're just creating a humid a little a yeah rainforest you know if if you really want to get uh um, cheap about it you get some paper towels and yeah, i mean you, you wring them out to where they're not going to be dripping water in you can just stick them in an instrument you pull it out the next morning, it'll be dry as a bone, you know, if you're in a dry yeah. environment. And uh, your uke will be a little bit happier. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but that's how serious it is as, as far as it's that easy. Mm-hmm. If you just don't pay attention to, oh, my ukulele is an all-solid wood instrument, which means I need to worry about the humidity. Yes. <laughs> it's a good thing, to like, especially this time of year, I... I feel bad sometimes when it's a case like someone bought it as a gift. So maybe they don't even know it. They don't play instruments or anything. They don't think about it. They get it. They give to someone else who maybe that's their first instrument. And it's then like within a couple of weeks, they're having issues. It's because, you know, neither person really knew about it or, and they start having those problems. So if you get it as a gift, and you do know about that, or you're, if you're listening to this, then you know now. You can tell someone who's getting it, if you're giving them a gift, or even if you're like passing on an instrument or like an heirloom, you're gonna give your you know, your guitar or your uke to your kid or something like that, then make yeah. sure that they know about that. Maybe, we talk, we talk about it on the setup card, right? The, yeah, we put it in a little pamphlet yeah, but, um, under the strings. That you just well, maybe it needs to be more of a... Uh, yeah, maybe, um, you know, find the ukulele care link at the bottom of our website. It's on every page footer two and there might be some stuff at the top menu but um you can find information there to just forward them that url for them to watch watch the there's a video where uh joel goes over some of it we talk about some of it too um so it's nothing you know we're not sharing any new information but uh it seemed like a timely thing to make sure we we shared um at this winter this peak of, of winter time. It's brutal over here, man. Everybody just got their Christmas. I just shoveled out my driveway. Uh, yeah. You're wearing a sweater. <laughs> I am wearing a sweater. And it's Those 70 salt trucks. A balmy 72 degrees. 
Flip balmy. There's flash flooding, though. We got that. I want to go over to the Bay Island and see the snow. On uh, it's on Maui, too. Oh, Maui. On Haleakala, yeah. Oh, wow. Is there snowboarding on Big Island? Yeah. There is, right? Yeah. You got to be careful, though. Like, a certain time of year, the people have died hitting... Because it's lava rock underneath. Mm. There'll be, like, <sighs> parts of it jutting out. And people have... Just, I mean, just, like, people hitting trees, like, hit lava rock sticking out and just sinkhole or what no like there's <laughs> oh like coming out oh, there's just it would drop out from you or, like, or oh, whatever oh, like yeah, you're just, hitting yeah. a rock or if you think you're about to hit like a big drift but it's really just like a rock underneath like two inches of <laughs> well it's sketchy it's like because the weather can change so quick and when it's when the sun comes out then the snow melts if it gets yeah. cold again, then it's like you hit those patches where it looks like you're going to hit powder, and then it's just icy, and you Man, skid out. And you... I hear the makings of Johnny Tsunami 3 right now. I'm on, down. On Mauna Kea, snowboarding. Terry Tagawa, give me a call. I'm in. But then it... Did you guys see that last uh, uh, um, cartoon from the Hawaii one? Which... Volcano one? Uh, no. Or, or uh, Moana? Moana, yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, the other one, The Rock. Yeah. Okay. Did you? Did you? No, uh, Jen and Amelie went and saw it. I, I kind of wanted see to see it. it. Yeah. I saw. I went, went to. We we're at Walmart or something a few weeks ago, and that the girl from that movie was in there, like signing autographs and stuff. Mm. But that that I didn't see that, so that doesn't help me at all. Did you scream? No. <laughs> no. That so was your scream? <laughs> if you were to scream, just real yeah. quiet. It just snip. <laughs> he he thought about it. He's like, I don't want to do that to the microphone. <laughs> So what are some thoughts from 2016 from you guys? What year is it? Okay, it's 2016. I'm just joking. <laughs> Was that this year? No, it feels like I just came back from Nam with you. I mean, if, if we're going again, so uh, I can't, really? I can't, I can't, I can't really put a finger on it because so much happens in a year that. Sometimes you think back and like, wait, was that two years ago? Was that one one year ago? Was that three years ago? I mean, it's all it's all blurred up in there. I mean, everything seems like there was the first part of the year and then the last two months. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, that's, that's for like everybody. Like, oh, like oh. you know, yeah. It's just everything's been hey. tumultuous and everywhere. So, what, what, what? is a good word? Tumultuous. Explain. Well, I mean, just politically and. Yeah, all that stuff. I don't. I don't know. I guess I'm not the best at. <laughs> every year kind of feels the same to me. I just get a little achier and notice older and balder. Yeah. And I'm not getting bald. But oh, I thought he said bolder. Oh, that too. Look at that hair. We don't got the cameras on today. Mm-hmm. Look at that hair sweater combo. I'm pretty bold. Making so. making bold fashion choices. I would say so. I see you guys confident going into the new year. Yes. In what areas? I am. Tell me. Hmm? Confident in what? Well, I usually get this is like the this the last like month when everything gets kind of crazy for us and we're working a lot and I neglect all the th- things I usually do at home and taking care of my health and everything. So when it's all going into the new year it's like i can get back into my routine and i usually feel a lot better so knowing that that's coming you will always feel better after christmas then. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of the nature of our business it's it like, is we gotta this work is like hard. this is this is when my i feel like every 
my body breaking down and it's like f- fighting off on uh tuesday tu- was it tuesday our last day to get wednesday all was the last day to ship mm. so they worked overnight started tuesday morning started tuesday morning clocked out oh you guys were wednesday working. afternoon yeah wednesday but you guys afternoon. were working long hours like everybody worked Oh, I mean, overtime I, it would, that was 19 days in a row because we were yeah. coming in over the weekends, too. Yeah, I know. And I was trying to pull as much as I possibly yeah, could. Yeah, I mean, everybody is put, putting in, like, a lot of overtime. Man, if people only knew, like, uh, how much time certain ones take, even that are, like, ex- you know, you you work on mostly high-end ukes, but it's, like, it just requires that much more of an anal effort to be that thorough and especially perfect as possible and i don't know i mean i've seen you really just solve problems that i don't know if i could have and uh you know it, it but it's time consuming yeah it really is and that's that's one of the reasons i had to kind of make a shift with some of the che- cheaper models having to go and um because oh it, it, there's just there's just too much time involved i mean sometimes you'll get something that doesn't require that much but uh you know it'll be followed by something that is just giving you troubles and and then you go and grab two more that's the same yeah 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 you can go through multiple models and that doesn't happen as often but it's certain pickup installs can 2017 we're gonna have uh instagram live year setup (laughs) just start start twitch streaming it yeah so joel's gonna press instagram live and then (laughs) Someone's I just put a GoPro. Be... I'm gonna put a hook it up to a GoPro or something. And you see what I see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I've been thinking. Um, that was a joke. But well, no, no, no. I mean, like, uh, yeah. I've I've thought about that sort of something to that effect before. But yeah, I mean, we won't do that. But even as just far as like integrating deeper into the social media technologies, I kind of don't want to go you that gotta, route. You gotta, you gotta stay like up on it that's the th- i think that's the main thing with social media man you always got to be there you know ready for a response or ready for yeah. another another thing or a post or well i i end up there usually well you know very often because of um business related th- you know customers right. that i'm communicating with but um yeah it's just i don't know it really like i think for like me sometimes and and almost like she's like the majority of our society it seems to be taking something at the same time i mean partially just in our ability to achieve things everything takes you know time and, and effort to do anything great and it's like it's just never gonna happen scrolling on instagram or whatever, <laughs> you know i think it's it's weird because it's like on one hand there's a lot of you see what a lot of people are doing like a lot of cool stuff people do and you can be inspired by it but also there's like an overload of that so you can just be so distracted by taking in things that are cool or inspiring or whatever that you never actually get to do something that maybe you would have come up with or you know had the time to to think about and develop and decide you want to you want to do something or you want to create something or even just you know spend time doing something that is relaxing there's all these like studies and people saying like how much anxiety is created even just like you wake up and you're checking your 
you know, Twitter feed or checking your Instagram or checking this. And I forget what they said, how many times on average people check their phone every day. It's some like crazy amount. And there's just like this, you get like little hits, of like, like a dopamine rush kind of thing. That's like, exactly what it is. Yeah. I was, I was listening to somebody talk about that recently and I mean, um, it, it concerned me, I guess, as a father, because my daughter's starting to, she's got an Instagram now and she's been, but yeah, that, that whole, um, thing and, and how it's really not far off from other dopamine hits that, you know, we usually as adults go to, but get, uh, I mean, they're very addictive alcohol. Wait, are we saying know, social media gambling. is a drug? Or, yeah, it to is. To an extent. Well, well, it is because you know why? I mean, and uh, maybe for everybody, but especially for those uh, people like my daughter that are adolescents that are just getting to age, it's, it, it gets to this point to where they're no longer just seeking the approval of their parents, you know, if they were that much in the first place, but they're mainly seeking the approval of um, their friends and the social networks that they're now becoming connected with so when they put something up having you know they're checking for likes and when they see likes that's when they've actually measured like scientifically this Uh, is affecting mm -hmm. their brain in the similar way that like drugs will and things that are um uh, well you know it's not going to have the health uh effects of you know becoming an alcoholic but um in terms of what it's doing to their minds at such a young age um and just the ease and consistency that you can go for that because mm. it's not it, it goes beyond just instagram too it's like uh, my daughter will get in these group texting where like all her best friends at school are in this group text and they'll spend like an hour just you know um sending silly videos and things like that and that I, you know that's that's fine and and that's good that's but i mean that's still um, I don't know. It just seems kind of detached. I guess I'm an old man. I, well, you know, when I was growing up, we like played in the fields, and well, you know, we I, didn't <laughs> having a having a phone on you was like I, a ridiculous concept. It's like there's never yeah. a, a boring moment for for most people now, as far as the younger generation. Because before, when you're bored, sitting down, doing waiting for something, it was always you're just sitting there with your own thoughts. Now, anytime you feel that boredom or that feeling, you know. Of I got nothing. It's you got boom. It's right there. Like, yeah. it, but then, w- how much does that come into play? Where it's not even about not being. You can maybe having fun and it's still there. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's like almost every every which way you look at it, it's always gonna be like your friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could be right hanging out there. with your friends and you're still thinking about it or you're checking it. That's yeah. what they're saying. Like yeah. there's there's a consistent amount of like ang- anxiety, even subconsciously it's in the back of your mind even people like are really into their work or they check their emails constantly like it's the first thing they'll do when they wake up and there's a level of anxiety that you're thinking like okay i'm gonna check it and but gonna... it seems like it's even advertised towards that now like that google commercial i see on a lot of youtube videos is your phone has been there through your best times <laughs> and your worst times and then oh no and my photo is like you know too much space. We'll never again with Google Photo, you know. But it's like it's telling you it's your phone's been there for you. Like it's it's a, a companion. Yeah, it's a companion. So I think in that sense, it's like. But uh, it's it's not. It's well, it's not. I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe for some people it is, but like for guys like us, like we 
we should we should really like I don't know. Yeah, but some people are on Make their phones sure looking not. at ukuleles and at the ukulele site on yeah, the phone. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Well, so I mean, there's so many. That's the one time when it's that's helpful. That's <laughs> totally fine. If anything, <laughs> if you're trying to wean yourself off social media, spend more time on. Right. Ukuleles. So and then it becomes content yeah. because sometimes it, that that same looking at your phone could be reading a book or reading things that you know that when you were bored you were learning well, or something. I mean, so I've learned more in the last few years so through. You know, yeah. using the internet, or even and, that, like, and that's and that's the thing. It's, it's technology is not. I'm I'm not trying to paint it as like you know. I mean, it, there's definitely. Why do you hate technology? <laughs> <laughs> there's so many positives to it, but just I feel like um, it's a scary thought. It's it's. it's uh, uh, I'm not trying to judge. It's it's more like I guess my reflection as far as like going into the next year and some of the things that I see and like you say the anxiety. I mean, for me, like I'll wake up in the morning. Um, and you know take a crap and um mm-hmm. scroll mm-hmm. to the left and look at news and i'll just scroll through my news <laughs> it sounds like you said nudes <laughs> <laughs> scroll to the left and look at nudes yeah <laughs> i'll take some selfies and then i'll, I'll go through them edit crop out <laughs> oh man no funny. i'm sorry no yeah that would sounds kind of freakish <laughs> sorry no, I mean I do it too. Given the activity that, I'm doing. <laughs> but what's the news uh, from? Like what? Uh, like the actual Apple, the the app, the news app. Itself? Oh, you can choose the ones that you want, and oh. I like to mix it up. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm super, you know, idealistic as far as like what I wish world news would look like and you know um that sort of thing but i try to get it from all ends so i even have fox news on my feed where i'll I'll read their articles along with like cnn's and um you know there's there's a bunch of different ones where you can uh just get you know their take on it you know slate whatever spin on it yeah sure or there's no non-spin but yeah i mean yeah right um and yeah, it's just, uh, it's divisive one way or another. I mean, it's like they're either painting the picture <laughs> pretty sad in one way or, you know, the other way. Because it's very, it's so, it's so uh, partisan already, you know. So, I, I, you know, I, I like to listen to both sides of arguments and stuff like that. But um, yeah it it mostly seems like garbage to me i mean as far as like who's really telling the truth and one of the last um things i watched on netflix was uh oliver stone's untold history of the united states and it's kind of like you know it goes over president after president and like the decisions that led to just like you know yeah tremendous amounts of death and you know like devastation in parts of the world that might not have affected you know our ancestors but are still even affecting you know areas the of repercussions of it sacrifices were made exactly so i mean it's it's kind of sad and i would i would you know love to um be more hopeful but um you know there's uh, you know people that are hopefully going to be fighting that fight that can lead the way cuz i don't really know politics um that's chris's car <laughs> <laughs> so loud but um it's nice to also be in a business where like i feel like i am in my small way giving because that's that's really what i think brings happiness and and so many of the problems even from a political standpoint just come from the pursuit of money it's like if that is your goal it's kind of hard to like uh look like you're cool <laughs> no it's just 
the, like the thing is like there's decisions that are made on a regular basis that are going to affect generations to come and it's like these short-term gains that are like gone after i just don't understand how like soulless people can be it's like from from somebody that's like uh I'm, I'm content to just make it in life like i just want to pay my bills you know and and be there for my f- family and you know i mean it's not like i'm like some saint doing everything for altruistic reasons or anything but i mean it's it's my it's my goal to to be that i feel like if i am i mean i've always known with with business which is what i've always you know preached to the guys up at the shop helping you know people and stuff it's just like is you just help people you know because the money thing will take care of itself if you work hard and you help people and and you know from the beginning there was a core like why am i doing this to my business that i believed in and um and yeah i mean it's just it's awesome to have you guys because it's like zach is just constantly like he's just a team player you know i mean just the morale that you you build up in the whole team as well beyond you know all of the customer service stuff you do and you know running the boxing department and stuff like that the shipping department boxing (laughs) which you're gonna have a new boxer coming up this next year yeah but um yeah man but you know with, with joel it's like it's basically gotten to the point where he knows like that's that's like his art and like i'd like i want him to be able to order any anything from stumac that might be helpful to you know kind of like revise our exact process you know or with with the new tooling or to if there's something that's just a little off i know like um joel is you know he's very picky for good reason he's been doing this for like what eight years or more and it's like you you don't want to send things out that aren't just right so it's like sometimes he's got to make a judgment call and sometimes if i'm you know in the room he'll show it to me but he knows he has the freedom to make the call so like offer uh, a discount or refund and if it's not you know totally up to i mean a lot of times i've taken pictures of these so i missed even what he's catching and stuff but i appreciate that you know and um i couldn't i couldn't do this thing that we're doing you know as uh you know small as it might be uh but i feel like it is benefiting people around the world and and they're helping support us it's it's a beautiful thing you know for me to feel like i'm a part of but i'm really just a part of it because um i'm not running it yeah i mean I'm, i'm running my little area that i run you guys are running your areas that you're running and it's gotten to where, like, I don't even want to tell you how to do it. I tried to tell Zach a few months ago how he should be doing his emails. And I got, it, like, no, we, it wasn't the best. Time. Like, we, you got your thing, so it's like. We, we, I, we, 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 we. I'm trying to say we, but when you try and say we really fast, you sound like. We, 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 we. Sorry. We are a well-oiled machine, you know, when we're all just every day we just we know what to do but where we feel like uh you know not lacking but sometimes we always feel like uh oh, we're just a little bit more 
and 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 you know to, like comfortable but but then again comfortable is maybe not really what a business you mean caught up no not just caught up but uh like uh, there, there's always a couple more things that uh, you figure out that you can do oh yeah yeah and then but maybe there's still too much you know in your path right now you got to work on taking care of customers the normal stuff but then there's all these other things maybe like yeah just to fix up on it which we which we will twice this year i tried to make like drastic changes to our website that would make it easier for us to use and it kind of backfired in terms of they just didn't work properly and i had to have them removed and yeah Yeah, there's variables that come up you something you can't plan for you try to make something better and then it it gets messed up or there's 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 periods of time where it's like wow everything is it's been like this week's been awesome like nothing's really gone wrong we've been getting a lot out the next week there could be this just like collection of events or things that happen or speed bumps or it just kind of messes stuff up so yeah i mean things kind of roll with the punches as best we can i mean everyone's on board in terms of that it's kind of awesome like considering it's it's cool that it's not a huge company because i feel that that goes away the bigger you get it's really hard to i mean find yeah, like-minded yeah. people exactly. in general but to get enough people to you know fill out a huge company so like the size that we have it's we got a pretty awesome collection of people that have take pride in what they do want to do a good job but yeah and dealing come. with customers you know we understand that every other person can be totally different so you know we, but we're still after the goal of making them not pissed off or not upset about something you know we're going to try our best to make whatever customer we deal with happy and and we feel like we do good good enough job of that it's like fair um you know we're we're honest we're open yeah so we gotta cover i mean we gotta cover ourselves and that's where we feel good too i mean it's not but, like there's nothing to hide here mm-hmm. you know so and yeah, that, I mean, that's what's comfortable about. And sometimes we too. don't even fully cover ourselves to try to make people happy. But I mean, um, we try to be at least fair. Yeah, I mean, there's if gonna, not more than yeah, no, I mean, yeah, plenty of times we've taken hits for stuff that I mean, we could have just said like, no, this is the policy. Like, like you know, we were talking about the um, the humidity thing earlier, and um, there was a guy who had gotten an ebony eucalyptus, you know, a dense dense wood that you you definitely need to it was sent with humidifier and everything but then um he's in i don't know san diego and he um had air conditioning going in his office and he was just putting it on a stand in his office next to an air conditioner which by the way we talked about a lot of the other side of the hot if if you're in a uh, i'm sorry a cold area is heating if you're in a hot area cooling you got to be monitoring it too. any sort of controlling of the air inside. But, um, but yeah, uh, man, the, the binding split That's off. It worst. was, I've so seen a long extreme. time, especially just from air conditioning cracks. Wasn't that long. It was like under a week. Yeah. It was, right. it was crazy, but, um, so that's how deep humidity gets into because certain woods will react more dramatically yeah especially right off the bat you know so ebony being one of them it was it was here and you know proper humidity it was sent with a humidifier in it it's gonna go from you know 50 to 55 or something like that suddenly be down to like 20 15 percent humidity and um 
it also depends on the wood uh, the more dense the wood the more susceptible it is and the more you have to take those precautions i mean at the same time those woods also like to me they're my favorite tone woods for back insides and stuff like that you know the rosewoods and ebony's and those you know more hard woods but um but yeah i mean i brought it up because it was just you know we paid to ship it back and we fixed it and I didn't charge him anything for the fixing. I mean, he kind of like got a little bit irritated that it, it took like, I don't know, two to four weeks or something like that. It wasn't, wasn't too long. Um, but those times like that where we'll, we'll try to take care of people, but, um, it's gotta be, I mean, like if this thing was happening like all the time like it would just be like we we just can't afford to, to do that we we try we, we we try to cover people um that were just ignorant to the fact that they were not uh treating it properly and stuff like that but um but yeah i mean ultimately we want long-term relationships with these customers ultimately we want them to be happy with the instrument so that they're playing it enjoying it and um feel like that you know they really got something special from us that's going to last for many years and and if you take you know well enough care of an instrument it's going to last potentially to where you're going to be passing it down or you know it's going to outlive you even so um that's why you know we wanted to reiterate that and um kind of just give you guys a little short audio podcast the podcast thing um you know we're putting some of them up on youtube and then some of these that you don't really have to see anything we're just gonna post them up at uh soundcloud and itunes so i hope you guys um have a great uh end of a pretty crazy year uh and hope that we can help you guys into the new year let us know if you have any questions regarding some of the topics that we've been discussing and we'll, we'll be glad to help. Anything you guys want to, uh, yeah. So like 35% and below, you best be using a humidifier. Yeah. And I'd say even 40 40 and below. below, Yeah. To be safe. Yeah. Get a hygrometer. Check it out. What does it say? Not to be confused with a hydrometer. (laughs) <laughs> Which you would think hydro, ah, it's hygro. Hygro. Hydrometer is something to like measure like density and things, right? Like water displacement. Anyway, mm. it's a different tool. And hygro is like when you get nuts out in the water. Oh yeah, I've been there. Ripping up the waves. You gotta just show them. You gotta show them. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, also with that as far as the high humidities i didn't really talk about it but that's kind of an easy fix too air conditioners usually the high humidities are in uh hot places air conditioners will definitely take that down but you got to monitor it it could get to be too much and also um there's just like dehumidifiers like gosh how much are the ones that like home depot or whatever like a dehumidifier much. yeah they can do it for the yeah for the whole room yeah it's not much i mean th- if it's really humid you'll be empty in buckets yeah really oh yeah 
Well, it depends on how dry you want to get it, but it's like I mean, you see how much like one. you see how much water's drip if you put a bucket under your air conditioner, how much water's dripping out of that? That's yeah. air, that's moisture being taken out of the air. Well, oh, that's the other thing too. With the air conditioners, you say you have like a you got a room where you're controlling the humidity or whatever or you're keeping them in there. And you can get a reading for that room, so you think it gets totally safe and everything. If you have an AC that's blowing air, and it maybe you have your uke up on a hanger or on a stand, and it, however the vent is angled, if it's pushing the that air directly on the instrument, you can get humidity issues without, you know, it being the whole room. Like we noticed differences in the instruments at the yeah. shop, the way that the vent was angled on the other side of the room mm-hmm. because it's blowing the cold air directly on it so the whole time that ac is running it's yep. getting that right it's like if you were to stand humidity. right in front of the path you're going to be colder than just being somewhere else in the room yeah you can be three feet away and you're not yeah. you're getting the overall mix My, of the air in the room we actually have a room humidifier up there now oh, yeah. too even though it's like a robot <laughs> that's cool you're um, a robot but likewise if you have uh, one of those old school heaters or you know even a wall unit uh, don't have the instrument near that partially uh, because it's going to be hotter there and like I was explaining with relative humidity the hotter you get so if there's like a colder area actually of your house that actually will affect the relative humidity because this air is going to have the same amount of water vapor in it but the relative humidity is directly so you know maybe there's one room um, in your house that's stays more like 60 65 but you like to keep your bedroom cozy you know that's mm-hmm. just a little side point there to keep in mind um i get like old school radiator or something I oh mean, yeah i mean you don't that, you know yeah. to keep anything you got a radiator <laughs> you probably bumped into it once and you just stay away from it <laughs> i was in that apartment that almost burnt down because someone dropped a pillow behind it and then oh geez. started melting I w- yeah, I can imagine my son doing that. Um. Anyways, what do you guys want to add? That was it. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's around the corner tomorrow night. I'm not gonna edit this, but I'm going somewhere tonight. But don't you dare! I'll put it up in the morning. <laughs> Rate, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, we'll get better at it. You know, it's, I feel like it's getting better. I guess. You know, <laughs> do you feel like you're getting better? Let me ask you this. Do you ask feel like you're this. a better person in 2016 than you were in 2015? You're dang right. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I mean, as musically, Spooky Couch is getting really great. Just as a person, though, I don't. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's what I know. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty awful. I went and uh, fed the homeless. Did a lot of things. That's true. Right, I pick up garbage. I'm a better person. But you dropped a plate lunch at least a dozen times. Yeah. You pick it up after? Yeah. Anyways, 2017. We'll kind of like how um, Crystal dropped a plate lunch the other day. <laughs> she was getting fed up with Ryan. Picked up his plate and threw it on the Think ground. about that. That was amazing. Hey, let me talk about a few things that are uh, kind of coming up. So this this year, we my dad basically gave me Oahu Case Company to do what I want with it. But um, we went with two different manufacturers. Um small little things that can improve with both but i'm i'm pretty satisfied i mean like i think the quality is uh even better than other vendors that we were getting before um and you know 
but I, I it, it's it's really individual too. It's almost like each case company has a slightly different shape and certain brands might fit within this and that we're kind of trying to um make a one that works best with everything partially with uh an additional pad on the inside to be able to make it snug for certain bodies that aren't as big as others and stuff like that but we've got another container coming in of those we're going to be re-upped on all of the different fiberglass cases and all you know the, the different ones and we'll keep expanding on that um Another thing is I'm going to be going to Indonesia in March uh, with my brother and my dad to the Pono factory. We're going to be working on a few new models with them, too. So um, keep your eyes and ears out for that kind of stuff. You got, any, you got any insider info? You got any tidbits? Sneak peek? <laughs> I'm going to just, you know, keep you guys in suspense. All spruce. But, you know, we do listen to customers. You know, it's it's like uh, there's been a number of times, even in the last maybe year, maybe two, but uh, where it was actually a customer sort of idea originated or was maybe like nudged along something that we were thinking about. Tweed. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Kylan's got his own, you know, <laughs> um, ideas too with the different mandolin models and stuff Mad like scientist. that. Um and and so Kylan just kind of like comes over and draws something for dad and dad tries to kind of put it into some sort of prototype production and I mean those new octave mandolins that are going to come soon are, are they're super cool uh, I kind of want to get one just to just to have one just to try it's a different sound it's a steel string eight string and uh, kind of sounds cool in the regular mandolin tuning just to try something different I kind of like not not knowing what I'm playing so you just kind of have to listen <laughs> I guess that wouldn't be the way to really explore it a little bit more yeah, that's, yeah. Wh- that's why you can call your music at that point experimental yeah whatever you play you had the you had some baritone and some weird tuning the other day and I was like oh I can oh, do yeah. this I wrote it down I posted it on Instagram hashtag I don't I can't remember I think it was like BF oh. or B something yeah that was a good way to document things well Kelly Heath asked what's she asked like what that was and I I didn't know what she meant if it was a song or what instrument it was so I just said it's a baritone ukulele tuned in <laughs> and oh. hopefully that answered the question did you have to put like a tuner on it to see what you were even at yeah I did yeah. of course sometimes it's cool you open up the box and you just strum it and it's, it's out like of tune but magical. it's something really cool yeah, those <laughs> so, are fun those are cool but, we have a, um, a new string set that's gonna be out and actually I think next week we could even get to starting on it but it's it's something that was inspired by uh, a set that Chuck Moore was using. So there's there's two fluorocarbons that um, you know we got the, in the Thomas Dick infields for the it's 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 like a flat wound low G and, and C smooth, but um, still with the sustain and kind of more equalized tension of of wound strings on the lower strings, which I like. And um, those are the flat wound, right? Yeah, and so the the kind fishing line stay coming mm-hmm. oh yeah i called that guy uh, Ken, oh yeah Ken, Kenny. uh kiyoshi i think but the name of the oh shoot i heard ken <laughs> I, I called for a payment anyways <laughs> yeah yeah so um so we'll be releasing those in the next couple of weeks i mean it's not like strings that we created we don't have string makers here but it's just a concoction of uh you know a number of different sets uh you know fluorocarbons basically with those thomas dick infills but they're going to be a better price 
because um, that's part of what we what we want to do and what I what I want to do. And that's why I'm doing, you know, bringing in containers of cases, bringing um, strings direct, uh, trying to offer like really good value and still make a, a good profit because it's like uh, I, you know, like I was saying, it, it's it's not, it's really not about. Uh, the money for me but you know we we live in Hawaii we have to survive so we have to figure out how to do it and like you know be able to make you know the type of living that we can we don't have to go look for a second job or something um, while at the same time not just being high priced and so um, we've been doing that in certain areas like with the accessories you know we had the Oahu capo made and we're going to keep kind of going with with all the like little things that like we can uh find have made more to the specs that we like best and then offer them at an even better deal than if uh you know we were going through a distributor that's getting them from the manufacturer and then doing the markup so that sort of business model on the accessories in the future more and more to just be able to offer the value and to just keep uh uh kind of add it with the different shipping companies to maintain as good of pricing because i mean we're, we're not making money on shipping you guys are paying what what we're paying and um but we you know we want to keep it that way uh just a quick note to international customers with certain woods in the first few months of this next year there might be delays you can contact us if you have if you happen to hear this and you uh have have questions about a certain model and you live in another country so this won't apply to any domestic shipments but um, will apply to international shipments uh, with instruments that have any type of rosewood in them. We're going to need new permits, which, um, you know, we're not sure how long it's going to take to get them back. At this point, Fish and Wildlife is pretty backed up because of these changes and everybody applying. Yada, yada. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. Don't even want to, you know, get into the philosophical reasons of why we have to do this or how it's going to actually help. But, uh, you know, we got to play by the rules. Not me. No? Not me. Doesn't apply. Yeah. Maybe we'll roll the dice <laughs> I on get a few extra rules. <laughs> Sandy gives me a list of rules. Jeez. <laughs> do you I get like demerits and then I get gold stars and at the end of the week I'm oh, get ice cream rewards, bars. I did though. real good. Yeah. <laughs> lots of studies showing you know working towards the reward system mm-hmm. versus yeah. the punishments is, is much more sticks, motivating man. Yeah. carrots and sticks I'm gonna play that back over and over what I'm gonna get ice cream for real good <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's Friday I'm getting an ice cream today uh, I'm going to life. Ali Wong right now yeah. she's funny dude I think she's one of the funniest people coming out she's kind of dirty yeah but uh we like that <laughs> Because I'm almost 30, so I guess I like dirty. Yeah, she's a comedian, you know? Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we love you guys. We hope, uh, well, if you're listening to this, you survived. Huh? You made it. You <laughs> exist right now. I, I, I'll say 30 people get to the end, maybe after a whole year. What? <laughs> the end of this? Right now. Are, oh, you, before if, the end of the and year? And if you're listening and you got to this part, you can go ahead and email me at zach at com and say, I did make it. <laughs> There's going to be one out of the period. If you if you if you make it to the end of this and send an email before the end of the year, Ooh. we'll give you 
I'll 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 reply with uh, my the ukulele joke, the pun that I made up, but mm. I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, you can't give it's it away. Secret. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. What if like 300 people listen to it? And you I'm just say, cutting and pasting. You're right, but still, that's a lot of emails. And we have the coupons for it. the free soft serve at McDonald's. We still have a few of those. Oh, I bought that Wendy's tag that like a for that charity thing. You get that tiny. You get a free uh, that little tiny frosty every time you go there. Oh yeah. So you got one. Actually, I bought two. I bought one for Sandy and one for my nephew. Okay. A so lot you're of a good giver. that does. <laughs> It does better than none. To our customers. Oh, well, you anyway. Talk about ice cream. Like I said, we're getting better at it, guys. <laughs> okay, boys. <laughs> Let's end this. All right. Aloha. On three. One, two, three. Aloha. What? Huh? I'm just. <laughs> that was a test, you know. Zach used to play football, so he's used to counting down for things. Cheesehead, so cheesehead. You do the Packers, uh, and Packers. Low. Ah. Uh. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> let's do it one more time. <laughs> nah, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good ending. Up. All right. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Okay, then. <laughs> Shoots. Be sure to he- uh, fill up your humidifier now. Fill them up. Fill them up. All right. Good night. I'm tired. Peace Bye. out. <laughs> I ended it like 10 minutes ago. <laughs>